Hi there, and welcome to the Natural Beauty Podcast. In this podcast, we share all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind the scenes stories. I am Sato Mäkinen, the founder of both Nordic as well as European Natural Beauty Awards, and I will be your host in diving into these topics. Make sure you click the subscribe or follow button so you won't miss the coming episodes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. Today I will be talking with Linda Nilsson, the founder and the CEO of the award-nominated Swedish brand The Skin Agent. Linda has a background in product management, marketing and business development and she used her experience from these different industries to create an original unique skincare series that solves the age-old problem of thighs rubbing together so the skin agent's products actively prevent chafing, redness irritation and friction damage to the skin. Without further ado, let's hear what Linda has to say about this topic and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Natural Beauty Podcast, Linda. Thank you. Exciting to have you here. Perhaps we could start about your journey. If you could share a little bit about yourself to the listeners that don't know you yet. What is your background and who you are, basically? All right. Yes, absolutely. Well, you probably know by now. My name is Linda Nilsson, and I am the founder and CEO of the Swedish brand The Skin Agent. We launched our first products in 2000. 17. Hmm. So we've been on the market for about six years now. My background is actually not within cosmetics at all, uh, which is quite interesting. I just stumbled into this, which is something I've done a lot in my time. I've tried loads of different things. And when I when I see something that I find interesting, I usually, oh, I'll try that and see how that is and how that works. My actual background is in uh, product management. I've had loads of jobs from customer service when you go very far back, uh, e-commerce, logistics, uh, marketing, product management. So I think all of those things have sort of been a part of getting to where I am today. So because that's all all of that is combined in this this venture with the, the skin agent. Mm, that sounds very familiar to me as well. I feel like I've also done a lot of different kinds of jobs in different industries, but everything kind of pulled things together finally. And then you see the benefit of knowing from different industries and different kinds of jobs as well. I've actually often been told as well that from people in the skincare industry that have a different view on the market, on the brands. I think that's probably because I haven't grown up in it because I come from other places I work with gift cards and uh, food and uh, (laughs) a lot of other stuff. Exactly. You can kind of think outside of the box, so to say. Where did your interest into cosmetics then grow from and how did you start with the skin agent? I'm a girl. I've always had a bit of interest in cosmetics. I think most of us do in some way. And you sort of find it interesting when it comes to the skin agent, it's all about uh, solving a problem. And I think that's one of the things that I always come back to. Uh, I like solving problems and the idea for the skin agent started because we wanted to solve a problem. The problem of when your thighs move, rub together in the summer and you get redness and irritation and blisters. And uh, that's something that's very, very common for women in general. Something that I've had problems with my whole life, basically. I could not wear a skirt without sort of Uh, cycling shorts or long underwear or something underneath 
when I was younger. So that was one of the things that was wanting to solve that problem, looking at how do you do that without clothes, without weird stuff that you put on your body that's sticky, that's smelly, that's, you know, all of those things. How do you solve that? And then that sort of started us on a, on a journey looking at how does blisters occur? What happens? What are the components? How do we work with that? How do we stop that? Because I think one of the things that we do differently than most other, I mean, I think to a certain degree, <laughs> we're sort of categorized as cosmetics, but we're not traditional cosmetics. We're more, well with skincare. But our basis is to keep the status quo on your skin. So I think that's we're not supposed to change anything. We're supposed to make sure that nothing changes your skin. That's basically what we're doing uh, on what's our, what our products are doing. Exactly. And your brand, of course, is not the typical cosmetics line with 10 step of skincare routine. This is very specific product for specific problems and, and issues that people have in some sort of way, because you do have very separate kind of products for different different issues. I mean, we've sort of struggled that uh, quite a lot where we belong. Are we a skincare product? Are we a sports product? Are we a medical product? You know, where do we fit in? And we don't really fit in anywhere <laughs> properly. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, we fit in a little bit of everywhere. So I think we'll have to start our own niche. But I think skincare, because we work with the skin, that's that's the main thing. So that's why we sort of called skincare our home. And I say that's where we sort of belong in general. Then we have products that are sold in pharmacies and in sports clubs and in pet stores, actually, because we have a product for animals as well. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny to think that you even have to think about the category in a way that where you fit in mm. we like to categorize things and put each other and products and everything into boxes so this is quite an interesting topic yeah and it is i mean it has been a big problem and i think for for us to a certain degree we are actually building our own segment when it comes to you know how we promote the brand what is it where do we go how do we talk about these issues a lot of the problems is as well because nobody not a lot of them has any proper names like for instance what is it called when your thighs rub together and you get red and itchy what is it called when your bra is sort of rubbing underneath your bust or your straps are cutting into your shoulders or when you're running and your you know friction underneath the arms causes redness and irritation and and for men on their chest, they get uh, bleeding sores when they run, like marathons and things like that. So they put blasters on them. So a lot of the things that we work with doesn't really have a name. Everybody knows what a shampoo is. Everybody knows what a foundation is or, or a lipstick is. And I think we're coming with products that people don't really understand what they are, but everybody needs them. And that's that's one of the key issues for us to sort of, how do we communicate in a way that's, logical accessible make people understand and also because this is a brand new way of doing things everybody knows before what you do you wait and you get the blister and then you put the blaster on and we're sort of trying to prevent the blister from happening that's what we do preventive blaster <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i still have friends i mean i've been doing this for six years i still have friends of mine sometimes come up oh you're still doing those uh, what was it plaster thingies or you know whatever 
And I was like, no, it's not really that. It's preventive and it's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I wish this product would have existed when I was dancing ballroom as a teenager. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the heels, it was it was blood sometimes. I mean, it was it was bad sometimes. So this would have been very helpful. And I think that's, well, that's one of the, the issues that, you know, issues, but, you know, one of the things that, a lot of people, you know, you don't think about it. You sort of accept the fact that this is the way it is and then you take care of the problems afterwards. Uh, and I think that's why it's so hard for people to understand and get a new routine. I usually compare it with the first deodorant that came up. So people say, oh, wear this and you don't stink. It was like, I don't stink. I don't have a problem. No, no. <laughs> so Something similar. But yeah, let's go to the solutions then. Would you like to share a little bit about the different products that you make and what they're specifically made for? Because they also have differences in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have three products for people. And like I said, one for dogs and horses. But we're talking about the, the people one at the moment. So we have three of them, and two of them are the ones who are nominated. Oh, congratulations for the nominations in the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards with both of them. Yeah, thank you. So we'll start with those, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the third one as well. The first one is Moo, which is basically where the whole brand started. It is the one that solves the problem with thighs rubbing together. All of our products have the same sort of basic functionality they work the same ways and all of them has a dual function which is one which is to decrease friction on the skin so when something's moving across the skin whether it's another piece of skin like on the thighs or if it's a shoe on your foot or if it's you know some clothing or a watch or whatever that's sort of moving around on the skin so you decrease friction and then at the same time you work in the upper layers of the skin to prevent redness and irritation, so dampen that sort of thing. I always get the question, "Oh, what's the active ingredient in in you know how do you stop blisters?" And I say, "You can't. There's no specific active ingredient. It's all of these acids working together, the fatty acids working together in the top layers of the skin that sort of do that. That's the basis of what we do." do all the products then they are more specific because of different type of chafing or blistering or all uh, blisters or all redness and, and chafing and everything is caused by three things you have friction heat and moisture mm. which is usually basically warm summer day so when you sweat and that's also an extra because then you have salt involved as well which is sort of crystals and rubbing on your skin and irritating it that's what you do that's what you work with so you have to have a look at all of those three so the main thing is to decrease friction and there's a lot there's been a lot of products on the market for instance like for sporting for runners or for cyclists or something some people use vaseline especially cyclists take a whole handful and rub them on the bum to stop the friction but that's it's a barrier basically uh, something that you leave as a barrier between two surfaces that is functioning as long as the barrier is there but it doesn't do anything to uh, decrease the actual problem so what our products do is that's why they work in the skin instead of on top of it so what you do when you apply our product you get it takes about a few minutes and then it sort of should be completely absorbed so it should be dry should be no 
mess or anything like that, then you've taken too much. And I'll get back to that in, in when we talk about sustainability and, and ingredients in the product. So it leaves the silky surface and uh, then it completely dries out. So what it does is decreases the friction. So instead of sort of getting stuck on the skin and rubbing it together, it sort of glides nicer or, or slides a little bit. I don't know. I usually compare it to what you put on your ski. I don't know the word in, in English, actually. Valla. Um, to make the skis not get stuck in the snow kind of waxes yeah waxes that you put on the ski so that's usually called this body wax in that sense sort of because it has the same sort of basic function so it what it does is it's those two functions decreases the friction so you decrease the pressure on the skin so you don't get as much pressure on top of the skin and then as a you strengthen the skin and work with trying to actively decrease uh, redness and irritation yeah so you have the move that was the first kind of your product yeah. and then this active also nominated yeah usually if you think about there's a different types of friction that we're working with so for instance if you have a shoe that is sort of moving across the skin it's usually it's very very small movements but it's constant because as long as you wear the skin every step you take it rubs and rubs and rubs in small, small movements, so it's low friction. So you don't need as much of the stuff that sort of decreases friction, but you need more of the ingredients that strengthen the skin. But for instance, if you're walking or running, then you have your thighs sort of more or less thrown together. So you have to dampen that friction a lot more in general. So the difference is you have high friction and low friction. So high friction is move, between the thighs when you're running or walking and then active is for all type of clothes and shoes really so the things that rub slowly but with the lower friction to the skin would that be perfect for the ballroom dancers with heels or anyone going out that would be perfect for the ballroom dancers that is for basically shoes clothes and equipment so shoes any type of shoes if you have running shoes if you have high heels if you have flip-flop in the summer if you have lots of strappy sandals if you have hiking boots you know all the shoes new shoes <laughs> that sort of thing you put that on basically the same way as a deodorant just rub it on and then leave it for a, for a, a minute or so and then you put your shoes on as normal so nothing complicated with it basically it's a it's an all-around stick use it under the sports bra use it in the neck you have uh, itchy uh, something that's rubbing on on the neck. You know all of these uh, instructions from the clothes. Also, we sponsor actually Finnish player in our handball team that we sponsor, which is the elite team here locally. So they play in the elite series in handball. The girls use it a lot underneath uh, the protection that they have on the leg. Yeah. One of the funniest things, actually, we were up at uh, Vasaloppet, the ski event here in Sweden a couple of years ago. And there was a, a policewoman who came up and she, she asked me, she said, this is going to sound weird, but does it work, you know, behind the ear where you have the microphone, the ear, earpiece all the time? Because that's rubbing constantly and we get so red. And I was like, well, I don't know, but please test. <laughs> you know, we don't market it specifically for that, but it should work. And then she came back about an hour later. And she's like, 
this is amazing. I mean, I can't feel anything. And that's always such a problem. And I think that's one of the issues with these little things. You can't really go and say, oh, this is for earpieces. But, you know, everybody discovers new areas where it works because everything is so subjective, how sensitive your skin are in different areas and, and so on. And usually these things are like, they're tiny thing like behind the ear or something like this, but that annoys you so much that you can't focus, right? Yeah, just something that irritates. No, in the beginning of the pandemic, I actually donated, I can't remember how many thousands of sticks to the intensive care units here in Stockholm, to the staff there because of all the face masks and everything. Wow, that was an important cause, but probably a very, very hard problem always as well. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, one of the things when, when that started. I think we, everybody sort of keeps forgetting how it was in the beginning when everyone was like, oh, you wanted to do something and, and you wanted to make a difference and you didn't know how. And I have a friend who works in the intensive care unit. So I asked her, I said, does your colleagues want some stuff, you know, to help with the blisters? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And so I went with her and delivered it. I obviously couldn't go in, but she delivered it. And, and she told me a lot about the actual day-to-day problems that they had. So we, at that point, I sort of decided that now we'll, we'll have to do better than just this place. So I couldn't do the whole of country, but uh, I did the Stockholm hospitals. Oh, that's amazing of you. Very, very important work you've done there. Okay, I see the difference now very well. Um, I'm sure they have similar bases of formulation, but just different concentrations. Yeah, exactly. And what about your third product? Well, the third one is actually, it's called Comfort. Comfort anti-shave balm, and that is for intimate areas. People use it, uh, for instance, cyclists and uh, people who ride horses uh, usually have problems in the groin area. We work with uh, people who've had breast cancer after treatment if they have prosthetics on the breast, and also ordinary, you know, your bra, which is also active, can be used for that as well. Active and comfort are actually quite similar in construction because it has the same sort of friction problem depending even though it's in different areas yeah how do you see the industry then go forward when it comes to cosmetics industry or all kinds of industries since you're kind of in the middle of all the industries um there's a lot of interesting things happening i think one of the big things that sort of interest me obviously our products are completely natural i said we started our company in 2017 and and it didn't seem insane to actually start a company and put chemicals in the products and that but i think as well one of the interesting thing is that a lot of people are still using the fact that you have natural ingredients as a usp i think sometimes the the industry forgets that you have to also provide a product the function is more important for us the ingredients is a hygiene factor is just what we do. It's not something that we talk a lot about, actually. We talk about the, the function and how it works and, and so on. And I think maybe to a certain degree it's because we don't have a lot of competition on the market. But I think that's that, that's something that sort of interests me and I keep waiting for this. When do we come to the next step? To sort of, when is this the natural way of doing things? But I think that's probably because we have a lot of very, very big brands who are sort of struggling against this, even though some, I mean, some of them are definitely trying and doing better, but there is a lot of chemicals in a lot of things that's been on the market for a long time. 
when they start to make changes, hopefully that will change as well, if you understand what I'm... Yeah, definitely. For example, the way that if the natural ingredients is the standard, like this is what everything would include, and then we can focus on the function and focus on the other things like we do also with the other products, so that doesn't need to be the, in the center in that sense. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the interests that I'm waiting for this. When will that be the standard? I would have thought it'd be here by now, but it's not. And I found that extremely interesting. Exactly. Very interesting. And it's funny to see that, for example, in the food industry, things have been changing a little bit earlier. But still, I mean, organic food exists and it's very trendy you could say as well and everything but all kinds of other foods still exist if you go to supermarket it's not only organic food so it's fun to see that you do have those different kinds of consumers perhaps yeah i think maybe to a certain degree as well it could be part of the the problem could be educating the consumers Mm -hmm. and i think that's where you come in and do a great job and i'm Mm. we are also a part of the NOC here in Sweden, Natural Organic Cosmetic Organization, to sort of drive information about natural ingredients and so on. For me, it's, it's always been mostly about everything that you put on your body will eventually end up in nature. It will end up in the lakes. It will end up in the water. It will end up in, you know. That's actually, if I talk about our view on, on natural product and natural ingredients so that's one part of it we should not put anything out in the nature that will damage it the other thing is as well i mean one of the things that i found absolutely shocking uh, especially when i looked into the animal care sector of, of our business is you know how much of everything people use and i think that's one of the things that have always been interesting to me i mean with our products less is more you don't you should not you don't get a better effect just because you use a lot of it you shouldn't use more than you need obviously i mean we are all business owners we all want to sell as many products as possible but to a certain degree especially when it comes to animals you have loads you have big buckets full of stuff that you pour on the animal but you don't really need to do that because you can if you have the right ingredients with the right function, making sure that you have uh, the right amount. And that's not wasting resources and it's not wasting money for the consumer. And, you know, it's better for the animal or the person that put it on. But I think that's something that can also often be helped with packaging, with, with smart packaging that sort of give you a proper dosage. The pump, the air pump thingies, which are brilliant. Obviously, you can pump as many times as you like, but at least you sort of have an, in, an inkling of this is the amount that I need, which I think very interesting is sort of guiding people into not using more than necessary. Mm, and one interesting point as well is all the bar products without liquid and water, because obviously then it's already more sustainable as water and everything. And you kind of get better amount of the product as well because you will not keep rubbing forever with the with the bar you have similar products i mean you have in the stick form so yeah something you were planning as well yeah and that's one of the things i mean we we talked about doing it should it be a liquid should it be a spray should it be you know where do we take this but i think the the stick form is for starters you don't have to put it on your hands so you don't waste a lot by putting it on your hands 
uh, because that loses part of it. And also because of the hygiene factor that you can use, use the stick. And our products don't contain any water at all. We have 100% functional ingredients, I would say. Uh, so we don't have any th- sort of filling material. All of the stuff that's in our products is there for a reason. That's also because you don't want people to take too much because you don't get the proper effect. You actually get, it just gets sticky and messy if you put lots on it. You don't get less chance of blisters. You get, you know, maybe more. So that's that's one of the things as well, I think, when it comes to my views on, on the industry and, and where to go. Better to sell products that have high functionality and that you don't need that much of. You can sell it more expensive if people don't have to buy it that often. I often I even get that sometimes, that your products last too long. You have to make them, you know, so people buy new ones more often. I said, no, I don't. I want them to last long i want them to be happy with the purchase that they made and the function so yeah because there's not really anything like yours that i have come across especially at least in the nordic area but so note to everyone use product very little or the correct amount whatever is stated (laughs) exactly and you have also two different sizes am i right yeah uh on on these ones that are nominated uh, the comfort one is only a small one and the animal one is only a big one at the moment, but uh, the weapon. But the ones that are nominated, there are big ones and small ones. The big ones are perfect for, and that's the size. The, when I say big ones, it's the size of a normal brand deodorant stick, and that, so it's seventy-five milliliters. And the small one is twenty-five milliliters, so that's easy to take with you when you go on holiday or if you go traveling. Or we have a lot of athletes that use our products. You know. If you need to take something with you or if you're hiking uh, you don't want a lot of weight carrying around so that's when the small one is perfect or when you go out and you have only a little clutch when you go out to the party there's definitely use for everyone i mean anyone can use these sticks for different reasons whoever wants to find or buy your products where can they find them in Sweden is quite easy to get hold of. I mean, they sell them on almost all of the pharmacies sell them online. We have uh, beauty e-commerce places like Lyko sells them and they also deliver throughout the Nordic region. So anyone can buy from Lyko. Anyone in the Nordic region can buy from our webshop. We have our own webshop on the website and on our social media is linked, you know. In the Nordic regions, there are on our website, you can find in the retailer section, you can see which of our suppliers deliver to the different countries as well. So you can click on Finland or or Norway and, or Denmark. We are sort of gradually trying to find more retailers in the other Nordic countries. So we're just starting that. Basically, we were planning to do it earlier, but, you know, there was a pandemic and stuff. And what about outside the Nordics? I know there there are some who are looking forward for this question. So we are looking into it. If there is a, a distributor in in the other countries, don't hesitate to get in touch. I'll be happy to talk to you. So we are looking to expand. I mean, this is uh, these problems are global, and and there is no reason why these products shouldn't be sold globally. Oh, absolutely, and there are not really alternatives for this to be honest, and especially not in the, in the natural scene. 
So yeah, and what about where people can learn a little bit more about you if something didn't come out in this chat and also like follow you on social media and all that? Yeah, um, you can always find, if you search at the skin agent, we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page that is the skin agent, which is for the human in the humans the people and then we have one called the skin agent dot animal care which is if you're interested in the the animal part of it and then if you want to follow me there's a the skin agent dot linda uh, we also have a youtube channel that is very poorly used so that's not that interesting and also always feel free to contact me uh, get in touch if you have any questions or I said, if you're interested in, in start selling these products, we'd be happy to hear from you. And, and I'm excited about this, uh, this award. Oh, absolutely. All I can say is good luck with the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards. Now the nominees are out and happy to keep following what's happening with you. And of course, it's really nice with uh, smaller brands or more transparent brands that you can really get into contact with someone like you have your own channel on Instagram as well where people can just send you a message or or anything so yeah yeah absolutely obviously always you can find me on LinkedIn as well if anybody is interested in that channel the skin it also has a LinkedIn page actually I just remember that yeah so everybody into all the channels now and follow in and talk with Linda. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can say. Well, thank you so much for this amazing, lovely chat. I wish you all the best of luck for the awards. Thank you. I'm so excited to hear. I mean, we know what what the Swedish customers, you know, think about the products, and I'm so excited to hear about from the jury what they think about this type of functional product. Mm, exciting, indeed. Thank you and ciao ciao. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. Make sure you have subscribed or you follow the podcast so you won't miss the coming episodes. If you know someone that would love to know more about the subjects that we discuss in this podcast, please share this episode. We will keep sharing all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry and unheard behind the scenes stories. Join the conversation on our social media channels on Instagram and Facebook at European Natural Beauty Awards and at Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, as well as on LinkedIn at Natural Beauty Directory. Until next week, bye-bye.